0: Welcome to Respect Life Radio. My name is Deacon Jeff Bennett with Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Denver. And remember, you can listen to all all of our shows at respectliferadio.com. Today, our guest is Meg Kilgannon. She is the Senior Fellow for Education Studies at the Family Research Council. Previously, she served as the U.S. Department of Education as a director of the Office of Faith and Opportunity Initiatives in the Trump administration. But I think most importantly, she's a wife and mom of four. So I think those trump everything else. But the other stuff is good, Meg.
1: Well, that certainly is the most fun part of my life, <laughs> for sure. For sure. And, and, and most the talent, blessing.
0: depending on what day yes, you talk, yes. about.
1: Right? <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Well,
0: May, I know you, I mean, obviously from your background and what you're doing with the Family Research Council, you know, education is your really prime focus. But people really do need to understand this is a war that's going on, isn't it?
1: It is. We are we're having a cultural war um, for people. For people who may not be so bold as to say what you and I would say, that this is absolutely a spiritual war, yep. and um, the, the you know we have a decline in our birth rates in the United States and across the world, and so as we have fewer children, the fight over them and their minds is going to just intensify.
0: Well, and in the end, uh, you know, especially if you're Catholic, right, one of the promises you make at your child's baptism, you're the primary teacher of the faith. But that means you need to protect them from all the lies that are going on in the world. And we see in our education system today, it's been going on for a while, but I think it's just uh, much more clear now that this is and this is what they view as an opportunity to steal our children's minds, to steal their youth, and really try to indoctrinate them in the line of thinking that leads people to the road to hell.
1: Yes, and they do all of that with our tax dollars. <laughs> they don't even pay for it themselves. They do that all with public money through the, our educational system in the United States. So it really is is long past time for for parents to, and any concerned citizen, whether you have children in the school system at this moment or not, it it's everyone's responsibility. Many Catholics put their children into Catholic school, which is a wonderful thing to do, and I fully support that. But that doesn't mean that we excuse ourselves from what's going on in the public schools, because if the public schools aren't good enough for our kids, they aren't good enough for anybody's kids.
0: Well, and I think that's really a great point. It's not like, hey, I'm looking out for number one and the heck for number two. It really is. This is a battle. And, you know, kids that sit in our pews and, or if they don't sit in our pews are going to public school and they're being indoctrinated with leftist ideology, Marxism, right? They're being over-sexualized or, t- you know, what, Chicago's handing out condoms to f- fifth graders. Um, it really is an all on assault. And if We sit by idly. We will be judged that way, right? It's shame on us.
1: Absolutely. Um, You know, the we can delegate the responsibility for educating our children, but we still own one hundred percent of that responsibility before the eyes of God. He's not going to accept a you know, well somebody else took care of that answer (laughs) on this on this when 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 we get to the pearly gates, right? So we have to take this responsibility incredibly seriously. Um, and I know that most parents do. Most parents, um, want their children to be educated in a way that their, their brains and minds and hearts and souls are developed in a way that they can come into a full relationship with Christ and His church, right? So if, if you're in a school system that impedes that relationship in any way or is preparing your child's mind in such a way that they cannot accept that sort of information, then you need to make a change. Maybe well, it's, maybe it's putting your kids into Catholic school. Maybe it's homeschooling. Maybe it's it's doing a little more um, oversight of the school that you're, you must go to based on your family circumstances, and making sure that your children understand what's right and what's wrong.
0: Well, and you know they're trying to be uh, very sneaky about it. I mean, I we were talking right before we started the interview, just within the last three. I mean, I kept. T- you know, texting myself all these articles. i thought, like, my goodness, this interview is only 30 minutes. I can't talk about all these. But, you know, one of them was Minnesota fourth grader was told to hide the equity survey questions from their parents. Well, luckily, this girl didn't yeah. and brought it up. But I mean, this critical race theory that, that they disguise under different terms uh, is really a hallmark of the Biden administration, but although they even are trying to back off a little bit from that because they're feeling the heat.
1: That's very true. And any parent, any time we hear that that someone is telling our children not to tell us something, our alarm bell should go off, right? This the only people who want to exclude parents from the from the conversation are people who are trying to groom our children for things that we don't want for them, um, and you know, critical race theory is the least of that problem. But this is a tactic that they use, which goes back to the whole point that we started with, which this is a this is a spiritual war. This is a cultural war. And we are largely fighting over our children and the future. Right? What is our future well, going to look like?
0: Well, and I, I think we have kind of a glimpse of what our future is going to look like if we do nothing. Right. I mean the the, the woke culture that we're living in now, right, the cancel culture, all the things that are going on, it's, it's really mind-boggling that we've gotten there this fast. But, you know, you mentioned that parents, you know, I think most of them are well-intended, but you can't sit on the sideline. I think it, this really needs to be a wake-up call that you got to be active. And, you know, you guys, before I forget, I want to really bring this up because The Family Research Council, and I think you spearheaded it, did kind of a boot camp for parents about how to get involved in school boards, how to make sure you have a say in what's going on. Can you talk about that? Because really, if people aren't going to be active, you can be as mad as you want. Nothing's going to change.
1: That's right. we're We're trying to to harness this um this energy that's that's out there right now around schools and channel it into maybe some folks running for office and and changing the balance of power on some school boards across the country. We're seeing a lot of interest in education, and um, it's you know, you you and I have probably been fighting over things like, uh, you know, radical sex ed in the classroom for, you know, 20 years. And not everybody was ready to hear about that when maybe we were talking about it. But the um, the fight over critical race theory has really galvanized people in, a, in an in a unexpected and wonderful way. So to sort of harness that energy and to channel it into really prayerfully, thoughtfully considering if God is calling you to run for office, is God calling you to run for school board? Is he calling you to run for for your um, board of supervisors that controls the purse strings of the school board a lot of the time. Is there something that you could be doing in your community right now to impact the education that children in your, in your city and state are receiving? So we, we put together a school board boot camp. There are four panels, uh, four segments to the boot camp. The first panel, we talked to three people, one person who's currently serving on the school board and served through the pandemic, and then two former school board members about, you know, what is it like to be on the school board? What are the responsibilities? These were just regular people who felt called to, to run, ran, and won. And so what was their experience like coming in as sort of an outsider, quote unquote, to the school board? So that's the first panel. The second panel was on, so now you're on the school board, what kind of issues are you going to be facing when you get there? We talked about critical race theory. We talked about gender ideology, queer theory, and all the laws around LGBTQ rights and the sexualization of children. Then we talked also about school discipline, which is a very controversial area. We know as Catholics that, um, you know, that you have to have order in your life and and that orderliness is next to godliness and um so in if a classroom is out of order if a teacher can't maintain order or if a teacher isn't supported by the administration in her efforts to maintain order in the classroom that has terrible consequences for the students who are inside that classroom who are dealing with the behavior issues of children so unfortunately school discipline is an issue that's very politicized and we had an expert to talk about what those what those problems are for school board members. A lot of the work that the school board does involves the considering expelling students who are, you know, problems in school and um, disciplining teachers who are problems in school. So, we thought that would be a good topic to cover. Then we had a, a panel on um, how to run for office. The Leadership Institute helped us with that panel and they did a great job um, just talking about the nuts and bolts of running a campaign. And then the final panel was, you know, maybe you're not going to be the person who runs for school board and maybe you're not an issue expert, but if you're a mom or a dad who cares, you could start a pack in your community and raise money for school board candidates. You could run a recall campaign and make some room for someone on your, on a good person to run for school board in your area. Or you could run a parents group and you could applaud the school board members that you like and you can encourage the ones that you don't like to do better. So there's really... There's something for everyone to do, regardless yep. of the level of commitment that you want to make. Maybe you want to run for office. Maybe you feel called to do that. Um, if you do, we hope that you'll contact us here at frcaction.org because we want to support you in that. We have a lot of resources available on our website. The school board boot camp is up on the website at www.frcaction.org slash schools. Uh, And we have a school board brain trust that has current and former school board members in it who we will, will connect you with. Um, If you're facing an issue, if you're currently serving on a school board somewhere and you don't know what to do about uh, a mandate that's come down from Washington, for example, or something that's coming up in your state that you're being lobbied to do, you know, chances are, because we have an educational industrial complex in this country, chances are, just because you haven't seen it yet, doesn't mean it hasn't happened somewhere else. So. Having those resources available for people to navigate these situations, I think is, I I hope, is going to be an encouragement for people and and have people understand that if they do decide to take the plunge and run for school board, there'll be somebody, there'll be an organization that's there to help them.
0: Well, you the know, there,
1: research council.
0: Yeah. There, there's no, ri- no risk, no reward. Right. I mean, at some point you just have to do things. You, you can't worry about being canceled or have the left, you know, try to blackball you. They're going to do it anyway. I mean, in the end, that's, that's the right plan. So to worry about what they're going to do is irrelevant. Imagine, as you mentioned kind of earlier, right, we go to our judgment and the Lord says, I put you in this position. Why didn't you? Run, why didn't you do this? And you say, Well, I was afraid of being canceled. I can't imagine him saying, You know what? That's a very good reason. I never thought of that.
1: (laughs) Well, we know what he did for Moses, right? There's many examples in the Bible of of people who are called to action uh, who who don't necessarily want the job, (laughs) but they have to do it anyway. And it doesn't mean it's, I mean, look, in the end, Christ
0: came for our sin and our salvation, he dies on the cross. So we're not. We're not saying we're ultimately going to be successful, but we got to give it, as Mother Teresa says, we're called to be faithful. And that means do what the Lord asks you to do, because maybe our failure will be somebody else's gain down the road.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, there, you, you know, I know as a parent with with kids in uh, in public schools. Our youngest one is going to be a senior next year. Um, throughout the time that we've been in school, it, the the attitude for the public school system has been, you know, when you get your kid to the schoolhouse door, you just sort of turn them over to the school and they're the experts <laughs> and they've got everything and they're going to handle it all. Right. So and so this sort of infantilization of parents um regarding education we we need to you know just separate ourselves from that idea because parents are the experts on their own children you are the expert on your child and um education policy can be very complex and it can be very difficult to understand and that's why you need someone with common sense when everybody's in the weeds trying to see through <laughs> the tall yep. grass to what step to take next you need someone <laughs> who's standing on the hill over on the other side of the field saying, wait a minute, (laughs) why are you making this so complicated? What we want is to have children know how to read. How can we do that? You know, you've got to, there's just some basic questions that people need to ask. Why are we spending so much money on X? Have we ever thought about doing it this way? Have we ever thought about doing it that way? You know, if, if the, um, if big tech can be controlled by one kind of thinking, certainly so can any place else. And we know that the educational system in the United States tends to be controlled by one kind of thinking and very progressive thinking. So anytime we can inject our values into that situation, it'll be the better for everyone.
0: Well, and it's not only that we can project our values, we must project our values, right? I mean, in the end, I and mean, I know that's what yeah. you're saying. I mean, if if we don't do that, Shame on us. I mean, children are a gift. right? Imagine again at our judgment, the Lord says, I gave you these gifts, these children to raise. They were mine, but I gave them to you. And, you know, we say, "Eh, sorry, we didn't we didn't have the time. We didn't think it was that important when people like yourself and Family Research Council are really blowing the trumpet and letting everybody know of the carnage that's going on out there. I don't think people can plead ignorance. And it is a responsibility. And I think that should, in and of itself, help motivate those people to do exactly what you're talking about. In San Francisco, for example, there's a recall election over three of the most progressive school board people. This isn't San Francisco people. So if they can do it out there, it can be
1: done anywhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, also we need to to remember that, um, you know, there was a time in the United States when we had some shared values. Of course, we were closer to a Judeo-Christian society at that point than perhaps we are now, but there are things that all parents want for their children. We want them to be safe. We want them to be well-educated. We want them to be challenged. We want our values to be respected. And if we were to not do the things that we fight about in schools and focus on the things that we agree on in schools, I think we could have a much better school system. So because we've gotten into this pattern where it's skewed with one view, that's what makes people so agitated and angry. And so the only answer for that is to be present in it and, and to make, and, and to make the case for, you know, a different way.
0: Yeah. To, to graduate from a public school or really any school at this point. I mean, even there's some bad Catholic schools. So just because it has the name Catholic on it, doesn't mean you go in there blindly, find out what they're doing. There are Looney Tune Catholic schools. Just look, there's not one good Jesuit college in the United States, look sure. at the uh, Cardinal Newman Society, who rates who rates the colleges. So, just because the name is on there doesn't mean anything. We need to look into what are they teaching, are they do they understand the moral compass that all of us should have, and unfortunately, the answer is no in some instances. So, we have to fight, even in Catholic schools, to make sure. That our kids are getting a good education. I've always said I would rather my kid get no theology than bad theology. Going to a going to a Catholic school, thinking what they're hearing is right when it's absolutely leading to heresy. Yes.
1: Yeah absolutely there's 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 no reason to you know the the teachers that are teaching in Catholic schools have been formed a lot of times by the same education schools that are forming public school teachers. Yep. And hopefully the professional development that they're getting in a Catholic system is different and is in is um, you know faithful and true to church teaching, but i I'm a trust but verify kind of a person. so. I, I will trust that you have good intentions, but I'm going to verify the content of your curriculum and your teaching to make sure that it's appropriate for my family. And I hope that other people will do the same. Um, because, you know, our, yeah. our kids only have one shot at being, you know, in second grade or fifth grade or whatever grade that is and, and whatever age they are. We want it to be the best possible uh, outcome for, for our kids and our nation.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a duck. So if your radar's up, right, we have the gift of the Holy Spirit. Right. So we have we have our guardian. Angel. We have things, gifts that the Lord has given us so that we should be able to ferret this stuff out. Now, if we want to put our head in the sand and pretend we're an ostrich, that's that's a whole different story. But we will know the truth. It's just, do we have the courage to speak the truth in really uncomfortable forums? And Christ is kind of the model for that. And the apostles, uh, they went out in, in areas that they weren't all too happy to hear, but they preached the truth and And look at how it's changed the world.
1: It's Yes, it's so true. You know, you brought up... Um... Earlier in the interview, you brought up the situation in Chicago public schools where this year they're going to be um, making uh, condoms available to fifth graders. That's 11 years old, um, available in their elementary schools. And um, that situation is really very alarming. And it's, it's, it's sort of Um, instructive of how, you know, that's shocking to us, right? How in the world could anybody think that that is an appropriate thing to do for 11-year-olds? How is that helping children? Uh, um, But you get to that position one little step at a time, right? One bad decision at a time. One acceptance Mm -hmm. of a bad outcome at a time gets you to a place where your entire school system is promulgating this idea as, as a healthy option for fifth graders, right? So um, th- this is this is one of those clarion call moments where we we say to parents, you know, yes, that's happening in Chicago, and maybe Chicago is not like where you live, but don't assume that things like that aren't happening where you live until you confirm that that's the case, because examples like that, while we think they are outliers. You might be surprised at what's being distributed at your high school that eventually will be distributed in your middle school. And then, well, why the heck not wouldn't you distribute it in your elementary school? Parents really need to investigate what is going on in their school systems because they will be surprised by what they find.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned it earlier, right? Public schools expect, you know, when you drop them off, all right, we got the ball. But they really think that Mm -hmm. we as parents are idiots and, you know, we're lucky to be able to feed ourselves and tie our shoes to the point where you mentioned the transgender ideology. Right. Kids can go to school. And I've read this in in places like Iowa and places where you don't think this would happen, where the school system will hide someone wanting to present themselves as something other than they're not a boy trying to be a girl or vice versa, let them change the name and not even bring the parents into this at all. And in fact, hide it from the parents. So we should not trust these people because they have really deranged ulterior motives that in the end really screw up our kids to the point where it will be hard to get them back.
1: Well, absolutely. And, and you have to, you know, they they think that they're helping children they honestly believe that which you know I, I i guess we can say well at least they think they're doing something good but i mean this is this is really where the rubber meets the road with the parents right if people honestly believe that hiding something about a child from their parents is protecting that child, and you haven't called social services to have them removed from the home, (laughs) you know, there are horrible cases of abuse, right? And we have a legal system that is set up to handle those cases. So if that's not what we're talking about, if this is gender affirmation that we're talking about and we're going to hide that from information from parents and keep a second set of records about John Smith because at school he's called Jane Smith and he has his Jane Smith records at school, but we call him John in front of his parents because he's not, quote unquote, out to them, this is not an acceptable situation for anyone. And it is not in the best interests of children. That is in service of a lie, the lie that you can change from one sex into another, which we know is impossible. So it's no charity to confirm a child in that. Uh, so it, when when you're dealing with people who think that it is, who think that this is something that's helpful to children... Um, I I think if, if parents really understand that, they will, I hope, be a little more brave about setting boundaries and saying no and really injecting themselves into the school system where they rightly should be, because it's your tax money that's paying the salaries of those people who are so gravely mistaken. So this is, you know, to some degree, we all bear the responsibility for this.
0: Well, that kind of falls under the road to hell's paved with good intentions, right? I don't care what your intentions are if they're wrong. And but parents, to your point, need to ferret that out, right? Let me see right. what's actually going on. And when you're trying to hide parents from, you know, equity surveys or gender issues. I mean, you are doing something nefarious and people need to understand this. I think that's why it's so good what you're doing, raising. The flag, blowing the trumpet, whatever you want to say, to let people know what is going on. We're getting ready to send our kids back into these war zones. And if we're not armed and they're not armed, the the result is gonna to continue to get worse.
1: Right. Well, on the on the, the the good news side of things, there's a organization in Washington, well, Hillsdale College is in Michigan, right? And and they have a, an office here in Washington. They were part of the 1776 commission that President Trump put in to try to come up with a patriotic edu- uh, curriculum regarding American history. And they have just released their um, their new curriculum um, that's on the Hillsdale website and you can download it there. Um, it's called the 1776 curriculum. And it's a beautiful, beautiful, free to anybody, parents included schools, a beautiful curriculum about our nation's founding about the um, religious freedom that our nation was founded on. Uh, It does not agree with the idea that slavery was the central focus of our founding and that, um, you know, and so uh, that's something that if, if you're a parent and you're not happy with the history that your child is getting at school, or you're in a situation to make a suggestion about a curriculum improvement um, that, I recommend that as a resource. There, You know, you could even get a couple of the books that are on the recommended book list and just have them in your house for your children to read or do a read aloud with one of the textbooks.
0: Respect Life Radio is produced by Catholic Charities in the Archdiocese of Denver. And remember, you can listen to all of our shows at respectliferadio.com.